Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Town Criers Podcast. My name is John Michaels. And I'm Nathan Holtz. And we are two men. We are two men that love to cry. Yes, we do. We love to cry. We're not afraid to admit it. We're very similar, you and I, and that's one thing that we have in common. (laughs) That uh, hey, it's not. Don't ever be ashamed to admit you cry. That's all I got to say. That's that's, we're 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 rejoicing it. We're celebrating it. Okay. It's a part of life, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get into this. We got a we got a banger for that episode today. We got some pretty good topics today. I want to tell you about my snowblower uh, saga, the saga of the snowblower, which is not over. <laughs> but Are you Mr. Star- Plow? It started five months ago. I was on, there's, a, there's an auction house in my hometown, and they had a snowblower for sale on auction. And I was like, Mom, Dad, why don't you bid on that for me? I'll pay you back. I want a snowblower. My neighbor is moving and he's the one who's been snowblowing our driveway. And so since he's moving, I need a snowblower. So they bid on a snowblower and then they got it home and they're like, this isn't very good. And we're going to have to do some fixing up on it. And so they started fixing it. Then they saw another snowblower on the same auction house. And so they went and got that one. And so now I have two snow blowers, snow, snow blowers, <laughs> two snow, snow plows, snow blowers. <laughs> you spoiled man. Yeah. I, what's the plural of snow blowers? <laughs> snow blowies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I have these two snow blowers. One works, one doesn't. So my parents spend some time with their friend, Jim Iden, fantastic landscapist in Minnesota. So if you looking for a guy that will do you right and get good landscaping, he's the guy. And he is he a sponsor? Fixed it up. He fixed it up. And the so I they, I got him to Sioux Falls and I'm super excited. I'm going to sell one of them for my parents, give them back the money so they can recoup some of the money on the second snowblower. So we got us we had a pretty big snow the other day and I was super excited to bust out the snowblowers. So I pull it out. I I shoveled just like some of the spots like the steps and stuff that you wouldn't normally get with a snowblower. And then I try to start it up. Now, I just try to start it up by myself, which was a mistake. And then I tried to read the manual, and I still couldn't get it going. Was there so gas in dad. it? Hmm? Was there gas in it? There was. There was plenty of gas in it. Okay. And I checked everything. I mean, I checked everything. And I've been bragging about these snowblowers for weeks now. I've been talking to people about these snowblowers for a while. And so my da- I called my dad, and he's like, oh, it's weird that it's not working. Uh, have you tried this? And I'm like, no, I haven't tried that because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I turned on the gas. Apparently, they had turned off the gas to the snowblower, so I'd been starting it dry, which is not good for engines, I'm told. And then, <laughs> then I get a call from my good friend, Corey, who's probably the best dude ever and good man he's, he's like how was the snowblower and i'm like i haven't started it i gotta go because i'm shoveling and he goes you son of so he's coming over today to help me start it uh, nice which is we're gonna just so try to figure out know. how to do it <laughs> my dad's snowblower had like a button you just pushed and it started it that's what this has but you still got to do some other things uh God. that engine people know about that i don't know anything about do you know anything about engines god no Ugh. I would drop the F-bomb right now and say no after it if I could. I don't know anything about that. That's the least I, manly thing about me. 
I worked at a car lot, used cars, and people would just be like, well, what kind of horsepower and, you know, what <sighs> what fuel injection system? would be like, I don't know. Google has all those answers. <sighs> True. Google and YouTube. Have you YouTubed it yet? I haven't. Starting I, haven't. A snow I, got, I got so frustrated, and I read... I read the manual, uh, how to get it started. Nothing would work. I'd st- I got it close, and then it just wouldn't turn over and stay on. So we're going to give that a shot. But here's the other thing. I didn't try the one that I'm trying to sell for my parents because I'm like, well, I don't want that one to be the one that works and then have to sell the other one. So, God, and it's been snowing there too, right? It's been snowy. Yeah, it's, it's definitely it's, is it, Does it seem like it's going to be a pretty snowy winter for South Dakota? I hope so. I love I love winter. It's it's my it's my second favorite season. I miss it, but I I miss very little of it. Like I miss the snow falling and the initial seeing it, but I don't miss driving to work and slipping off the road. I don't miss hoping my car starts in the morning type of sh- I don't <laughs> miss that about the Midwest at all. In fact, the other day I was feeling really uh depressed about missing it all. Cuz one of the things that I always think about was I I did uh, in Turpin High School, and we used to have to get up really early in the morning to go to these tournaments in Yankton or Aberdeen, where have you. And we'd get on this bus, and it would be so brutally cold, but you'd be in a warm bus, and you'd look out the window that's frosted over, and you'd see like tiny little farmhouses dotting flat land and trees with no leaves that are just so beautiful, frosted over. And I miss that. Um, but But I'm quickly reminded by people that also moved here from there about what they try to remind me of the things that it comes with snow, like scraping ice off your car in April in South Dakota, for instance, or I can't say enough about slipping on the roads. It's scary. And no matter how good your tires are, it's going to happen. It. You like it? it? You love it? I, I would, so my first year driving a car, so I was 16 in Minnesota, and I gave my friend Anthony Exted a ride home from school. You're just name dropping now. <laughs> well, I'm just I'm trying just... to give credit where credit's due. I'm kidding. Go and ahead. So I had a, a 2000 Ford Fo- Focus. Uh, Ford what now? <laughs> a Ford Focus. A Ford Focus. It was a Ford fuck it, that. <laughs> and he goes, hey, turn into this parking lot here. And as I turned, he pulled my e-brake and we just did spins into this into this parking lot. And I was like... So it stopped, came to a hard stop, and we both like silent for a second. And then he started giggling and I go, That was awesome. <laughs> and I just so we spent the next three hours just driving around town, e-breaking around corners, snowy corners and stuff like that. Great. We spent three hours. I probably wasted a whole ga- the whole tank of gas. And four tires. Around. And four what? tires. And four tires. No. No, because it's snowy. It's not rubbing them like the wrong way or anything like that. And Emergency braking over and over again doesn't do anything to the engine or the transmission or anything like that? I mean, it's not ideal, but it's it's built to be used. Okay. Uh, built Ford Tough. <laughs> <laughs> the Ford Focus was a wonderful vehicle back then. So his stepdad... Clint would would shovel the driveway, but he wouldn't de-ice the driveway. Mm. And so it was all this ice on the bottom of the of his driveway that there is no snow on. There's nothing to get traction on. And so I after three hours of just driving around, drifting around corners and stuff like that, we get into his driveway, I press the brake and we go into a slot and I hit his uh basketball hoop. They have a cemented in basketball hoop. 
on the driveway, and uh-huh. it takes off my mirror. So after three hours of driving <laughs> recklessly around a small town, around corners and stuff like that, I get I I I, I <laughs> damage my car going less than three miles an hour on a on a recently cleaned driveway. Three hours of nonstop whipping around corners with the e brake. It was probably the most fun I've ever had in a car, but. And then it was followed by like, then I still have to explain to my parents that I broke my car after I didn't tell them about the whipping around town and stuff, even though I'm sure they knew because it's a small town. So everyone was like, is that Nate? Well, he's driving pretty recklessly around the Coburn. I better call his uh, parents. (laughs) I, my parents knew I was in trouble before I did, you know, a lot of times. Do your parents have a Minnesota accent? They, it it creeps in. We're Southwest Minnesota, like the Northern Minnesota is where you really get Duluth. Oh yeah, Duluth. Oh yeah, everybody Bemidji. I met from Duluth sounds like Fargo, the movie Fargo. Bemidji, Bemidji, Bemidji. Yeah. home of Paul yeah. Bunyan, oh, Babe the Blue from Ox. The Detroit Lakes. <laughs> Lakes. What about Coon Rapids? Oh, Coon Rapids is pretty close to the cities there. Yeah, you're basically in the suburbs. In Man- Mankato is also a suburb, would you say? No, Mankato is still southwest Minnesota. Southwest. I mean, you got, you got a couple hours before. You got a good drive. You got a good, you got probably two episodes of Prairie Home Companion before you're in the city. Oh, yeah, but Garrison Keeler got me to it, so you can't even do that no more. Oh, gosh darn, he was a nice guy, but gosh darn, you know, everybody's everyone's a bad guy. Apparently. Those Norwegians, they got Don't wandering fingers. Watch out. Don't meet your heroes, you know. Don't meet your heroes. Gosh darn, you know. But he is a celebrity, you know. Oh, he's a he's a very genius person. I I uh, I think he was the voice of Walt Whitman in Ken Burns' Civil War documentary. So whenever they played, whenever they read something from Walt Whitman, it was Garrison Keillor that read it. He has the perfect voice for it. I like Garrison Keillor. I don't have any real opinion on him. (laughs) I listen to Prairie Home Companion every once in a while, but that's. Lake Wobegon and all that. Yeah. Yeah. uh, It was on. Somebody else was listening, and I was. (laughs) My dad used to play Prairie Home Companion. He just has a very soothing voice. He does. He's a very soothing voice. And And he's a Minnesota icon. Minnesota icon. He's like Hubert H. Humphrey or Walter Bondale or somebody that's not political. Prince. uh, Prince. Barney. No, Barney's from Texas. Sorry. (laughs) I I thought of Barney because I thought of Prince. Purple dinosaur. Purple. it was sad to hear Prince. My brother used to live near Paisley Park, five five blocks from Prince's house. One of the most interesting things I ever heard about Prince it was that he was a Jehovah's Witness and that he actually did the whole knocking on doors once a year thing. So, so my I would actually listen me, to what they had to say if it was Prince. My brother told me, and I think he was lying. Like uh, uh, upon reflection, I've been telling the story for years, but I think he was lying. Prince knocked on his door because he lived in the neighborhood. Oh, my God. And That's how I found out about it. You told me this. Yeah. yeah <gasps> I thought you were queuing me up for this story. That <laughs> well, now I, I am. I think my brother's messing with me. I don't think I, he was. I, I, I truly think he's messing with me now. Because he, he says, this is how the story I know, as I know. Okay. So he, Prince shows up with these large bodyguards. Right? These huge dudes. And my brother, very Catholic, living in Chanhassen just uh, opens the door and sees Prince sitting on the stoop of his townhome. And he goes, hi. And he goes, 
does the prince voice, you know, I'd like to talk to you about uh, Jehovah and whatever. And he looks up at the bodyguards and he sees the bodyguards and they're shaking their head. No, like no way. Do not, do not invite him into the house. Like this is just, it's just too much. Please don't do this. And then my brother was like, no, we're Catholic here. Uh, love, love purple rain. Have a good day. And then closes the door. And, I think he was messing with me. I really do. I, I hope I, he wasn't. I hope not either. I'm going to call him today and call him. Is your brother a stri- is he a pretty uh, faithful Catholic? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I lying mean, is a sin, so eh, fibbing <laughs> isn't though. White lies aren't. Lying is. But Depends fibbing. on what your definition of is. is. But screwing with your little brother is not. But I've been telling that story for years, and now I'm. I'm well, I'm I remember really reading it, guessing myself. But I remember reading it in print too that he was a Jehovah's Witness, and he actually, when you're a Jehovah's Witness, you have to do that, and you he did it. Do it, and he did yeah. it. So if he was a Jehovah's Witness, he did it, and uh, that would be so. I would be and, so. And he, I wouldn't even know what neighbor. to say to him. I'd be like, I don't care about what you're saying about Jehovah's Witnesses, but can we talk? <laughs> like, yeah, come on in, have dinner. We're having pot roast. <laughs> <laughs> We're having purple rain with a side of. Uh, Purple DMs. I don't know. I was gonna make a joke about drugs, but I shouldn't. Uh, so <laughs> I took. I took. Uh, I, so whenever I'd go to my visit my brother at Chanhassen, uh, the turn was right at Paisley Park, right. So his studio complex. You, I would turn. I'd see that, and I knew I'd need to turn left. And then the road right before his house is where you turned into his little like development area. Mm-hmm. And so he lived right next to him. So I, it's such a... This was in Chanhassen? Yeah. Okay. Which is a suburb of the cities, right? Yeah. It's very okay. close. There's a very famous dinner theater there, isn't there? I don't know about very famous, but it is regionally famous. <laughs> well, in Sioux Falls, I heard about it. And that's I about four hours from the once. cities, though. So. I auditioned for it once. I was in, I was in Minnesota living back at home, uh, going to rehab dating this wonderful woman um, who I'm now married to. And I went to visit her, and I had an audition the next day. And I had decided I was going to sing um, On the Street Where You Live. You know the song, right? From? I have often walked down the street before, but the pavement always stayed beneath my feet before. What musical is that from? once am I. It's uh, My Fair Lady. That's the showstopper on that one. But it's oh, perfect God, song I should have known that. my range, and I know it very well. And so I didn't have to really prepare for it. And my wife, girlfriend at the time, was like, I hate that song. Don't do that <laughs> one. So she convinced me to learn this new song that I didn't know very well. And I got so nervous at the audition, and I tanked it. I tanked it. And the, the guy... The guy who was who was doing the audition, he was like, I'm like, I'm sorry, man. I just, I wasn't prepared with this song. He's like, do a song you're prepared for. And I'm like, well, everyone hates this song. It's it's on the street where you live. He's like, we love that song. Are you kidding me? This is, That's a perfect audition piece. So I sang that one, never got a call back because I, I mean, they were just being nice at, at the <laughs> I, had, I had really messed up. You should have sang lots of chocolate for me to eat. That's a better song for My Fair Lady. <laughs> you would have done better. I did My God Fair Lady gave a, man an a, arm of iron. <laughs> oral audition piece. So, hey, I auditioned once for 
I actually made a show for the Orpheum Theater downtown when I was a kid, and then I auditioned for one that was meant for adults, and I, I sang Memory from Cats, but it was so outside my vocal range, I couldn't hit the notes, and it was <laughs> awful. It was awful. <laughs> uh, but I, I love that of, song. I, I love Cats. Of I'm one of those people girl? that loves Cats. Do you uh, see Jersey Girl? I've seen the Jersey Boys. No, Jersey Girl's the Kevin Smith film with Ben Affleck. Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. That everyone hates, and George Carlin's in it, and it's fantastic. You love but, it? You love it. Well, you yeah. also liked that Judd Apatow four-hour comedy movie. I don't know, man. All of Judd Apatow's <laughs> movies are fantastic. He just doesn't know how funny. to end them. He just doesn't what know how to end them. would you cut out? Well, I don't want to have this conversation with you again. I'd have to watch the movie again, but that, I, would have to, I would have to schedule a four-hour sit-down to watch it. Oh, yeah. And The Irishman was so much better. Oh, The but Irishman it, was fantastic. Okay, so... <laughs> we could talk about this <laughs> now, buddy. The Irishman topic. was fantastic. My... The thing is, I love winter. I do. I think it's, I think it's truly a like it's a magical time. Most people aren't wanting to drive, so the roads are pretty clear. Uh, when they're, you know, not the first snow, but like the the fifth or sixth snow. And I love driving around in that. I kind of like doing a little slip and sliding, but I'm I'm a pretty slip good driver in the snow. I like to away. Think, knock on wood. Yeah. Well, I uh, I. I the thing that always fascinates me about living in when I lived in South Dakota in the winter is everybody has lived there their whole lives. Most people haven't even left the borders of South Dakota and they still don't know how to drive after the first snowfall. It's an adjustment period. If you've lived there your whole life, it shouldn't have to be. I accept it when like it happens to Atlanta, like that one time it snowed in Atlanta and everybody was slipping everywhere when you come back. Oh, it's been several years, Nate. That's different. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not experiencing it on a yearly basis. And we all know that South Dakota winter is half the year. So you've had six months now of practice before you have to do it again. And it's it should be fine. I don't know. It's weird. It's it's a queer thing, you know, those kids slipping on the ice when they've lived there their whole lives. You know what I miss about Minnesota is hot dish. A really hot good hot dish. dish. Ooh, and then yeah. you meet those special people that put potato olays on top of their hot dish from Taco John's. Uh Tater tots are great. Yeah, mm. I like a I like a crisp tater tot. Oh yeah, they have to be very very crispy. Yeah, what you gotta do is you gotta turn on the broil for a couple of minutes. That'll just crisp Ooh. up those. Just crisp those them up on that right broiler. On the broiler does yeah. the job, huh? Oh yeah, you gotta kind of under <laughs> undercook because it gets real hot right there. <laughs> okay, you gotta leave the oven door open or you start a fire. Minnesota, wow, ten thousand lakes. Are there really ten thousand lakes there? There's more of them, yeah. More of them, wow. Over ten thousand. But we're also not the most. We don't. We're not the state with the most lakes, unironically. I think there's another state that has like way more lakes. Alaska, maybe. Alaska has everything. I don't, I don't remember. But yeah, it, maybe it's Alaska or Michigan. I mean, what's South Dakota known for? Carvings. Mount Rushmore. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that long ago it was called the Sunshine State? <laughs> if you oh, can believe really? that. Yeah, that's Florida's so name from now. One sunshine, sunshine state to the other. Yes, you know what's interesting, ladies and gentlemen, listening to the podcast right now is I live in Florida and I love Florida, but there's also some things I don't like about Florida. The things I don't like about Florida, Nathan loves about Florida, but Nathan hates Florida. I hate so I hope Florida. you could follow that logic. He loves Disney World. I, love I have, World. ladies and gentlemen, no desire to go to Disney World, which boggles my mind. It's the most. It's the most magical place in the world. For what it costs me, for what it would cost me to get into Disney, I can go to a hotel on the beach for two nights. And I could go out to dinner every night. And I could enjoy nature 
you're looking at it the wrong way. Okay. If you're talking about value, it's not the most valuable like thing. It is the most magical experience you will ever have. And, and I, you can't even argue with me because you haven't been there. Okay. You haven't even experienced literally it's walking into your favorite movies from the second. There's not a single time where you see the, you don't see the behind the curtain ever. They, they take great pains. And so you never see like a, like a Mickey mouse with his head off smoking, smoking a cigarette on his break. You never see Gaston, uh, you know, not being a dick. You never see, you never, you know what I mean? Like you never see the wig kind of fall off of Elsa's hair. You know, like there's nothing, there's not a minute that goes by that you are not in a magical world. And you definitely time. paid for it. A hundred percent. No, you're right. I mean, I'm sure if I went there, I'd enjoy it. I'd enjoy the architecture of it more than anything, I bet. And and the, and the childhood wonderment. But I just like, there's so much to see in Florida aside from that. I've been here now for three years. I've had a car for about Swamps. two of them. And I've seen so much natural beauty. The springs down here. Oh, my God, the springs down here. And the manatees and the ocean and... Dolphins in Tampa Bay, and I still haven't gone to the Keys or Miami, but the weather sucks. I will admit, I'm one of those people that sweats a lot, and it is awful sweating in November, late November. Walking outside in Florida, I immediately feel like I have someone else's sweat on me. And you do. <laughs> in some weird way, you do. You probably... <laughs> it's so gross. And I don't like lizards. Lizards just scamper everywhere. They're I everywhere. Like scamper. I don't like I don't like creatures that scamper. They have a lot of armadillos down here where I'm at. Armadillo? North Central Florida. A lot of armadillos, yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, it's Florida's everything you think it's going to be and more. It's got the trashiest of the white trash here. And it's got, oh my God, if you go down to the Gulf, you see so many Italian uh, jersey implants wearing nothing but a Speedo. And their hairy chest and their gold chains. Not You're not selling it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Trump flags on boats. Does that sell it for you? <laughs> no, 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 it, it sure doesn't. Um, it's just a, it's such a weird place to live. I, it's so funny because before I lived here, I've never, I'd never been here, but my sister went to college here. My brother went to college here. My brother went to law school here. So they're all familiar with Florida. And I was always the one member of my family that hadn't been here. And now I've lived here longer than anybody's ever lived here. And it's just too much. <laughs> it's I've, I've the first two years I loved it, but I'm a little over the endless summer thing. But again, if I went back to South Dakota, I'd enjoy snow for like the first hour, and then I would hate it with a passion. So, listen, that's just the way it is. This, your state has produced both Fred Durst and Creed. He's from Jacksonville. I didn't know Creed was from here, but that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Scott Stapp and Limp Biscuit. Hold on, we also have Aileen Wernos. Who? Eileen Wernos from Monster, the serial killer. <laughs> let's See, let's highlight the good go. people, too. You uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, have Tom Petty. So Tom Petty's from Gainesville, Florida. More. You still owe us a couple more, honestly. Oh, to, we've given you several. The There's so many famous people from Florida. Come on. I'd have to think about them. But uh, <laughs> if, you're going, if you're going for music, it's a lot of bands come from Gainesville. Sister Hazel's from Gainesville. But Tom Petty's the big one, yeah. But but you're from music, Minnesota. You can claim Prince. So honestly, honestly, like the we think mosquitoes are bad in like Minnesota and South Dakota. They're so bad. Oh my down god! Here. In Florida, they'll kill you. 
Yeah, you know what else is kind of lame about Florida? Aside from the ocean, well, there's things in the ocean that can kill you, but not in the the beach area. But but if you go to like a river in South Dakota, you can jump in any river and swim. You can't do that here. There's too many things that could literally kill you. So yeah, yeah. No, I I I think Florida's the the way less state. I I love <laughs> I love seasons. I I do. I like I like the transition from fall to winter and then winter to spring. Amen. I really love that. I miss I that honestly, terribly. I don't love the summer because I'm a ginger, and if I if I look outside the window too long, I'll get a sunburn. That's so true. I uh, I do love the the thing about Florida though is it is magical in its own way. Like if I ever need a break from retail and I have a couple days off, I love to go to St. Augustine, old colonial Spanish. It's all still there the the old gate and the castles and all that. It's it's really neat. Uh, or not castles, but forts more. So, but uh, yeah. But the ocean when you see the ocean and you know you're that close to the ocean, it is kind of magical. But the property costs down here and everything is just not worth it. It really isn't. It's if you were rich, if you were rich beyond your wildest dreams, this would be a playground, unlike any other. Probably the only thing that could rival it would be like Vegas or New York City. But it's just yeah. for someone like me that's like. Lower, 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 lower middle class. It's, like, it's just not as exciting. But there's a lot of stuff to see and do. But I agree with you about South Dakota. I miss the four seasons. I miss fall. Having a real fall. I've been sweating my butt off in late November down here. Like, that's not something that should happen. I sweat just thinking about Florida. But you do I, like, you did go to the Keys, and you. I remember you telling did, me you enjoyed yeah, the Keys. Yeah, so I, spent, I, I sailed the Keys for like seven days. He sailed days. the Keys, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, so I spent I spent that time on a sailboat, and that was that was great. Um, there's a picture, pretty much every picture from that trip, I'm sleeping. <laughs> Seriously, I don't think I slept uh, more than anyone else. It's just everyone took a picture of me sleeping the whole time. So there's like a slideshow from our trip from afterwards because <laughs> one of the one of the scoutmasters had recently got like a slideshow on their Mac. And so there's like a DVD and I'm sleeping in every picture. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It was just so freaking hot. So I just napped a lot. And that's it is when, hot. I when did you go? Did Jimmy you go Buffett. in the summer? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. It's really hot. Mm-hmm. Sailed the keys, snorkeled, uh, fished. We, we went to, um, I don't know, places in the keys. I don't remember. But <laughs> we went to Key West. We went to You saw the southernmost point of the continental US? I did. I did. It was a lot of fun, man. We had a great time. We slept on the boat. Um my friend lost his glasses while we were on, on watch. It was fun. <laughs> no glasses for the rest of the trip, unlike the most beautiful place in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. Oh my god. They didn't even try to get him repair glasses or anything? No. I mean, you got to remember we were like 16 or 17, and so he didn't have like his insurance card with him. Oh, yeah. So they couldn't. So we were like, hey, you should just go get some trial contacts. And then we went to a we went to an optometrist and they're like, yeah, we can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you Uh, can't say the scoutmasters didn't try. We we were walking through. It was Key West. And we were walking on the backside of the of a pretty famous street. And this guy comes up to us and he's like. We're all in our Boy Scout uniforms, and he comes up to us, and he's just like, you guys should come in here. This is going to be the best place. They have the best food, all that kind of stuff. You guys are going to have a great time. They have some dancing, stuff like that. 
And we're like, yeah. So we're all pumped about this place. And then we get to the other side where the entrance is. And it's the it's like one of the biggest gay bars in the we're like we're like sixteen wearing scout outfits. So we're like, we probably So you guys were the bells of the ball. <laughs> we <laughs> should sure. go in there. So we went to the hard rock instead. And honestly, I wish I would have went to the other place. I think oh, the gay like bar would have been way more fun. Something like that. It they would have bought was... you guys drinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was it the Boy Scout master yeah, that was like, you guys should come in here? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, they were good old no Christian Boy Scout masters. Okay. There was no impropriety on that trip. Gotcha. Well, hey, I hate to cut it off at this point because we're just getting so riveting. But I'm curious what made you cry this week. Was it a Scoutmaster in a sleeping bag? No. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But if you or a loved one knows anybody that was, there's a settlement line. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've had a a real tumultuous thing about the Boy Scouts because I, when they weren't allowing like gay people in in Boy Scouts, it really bothered me because that's one of the things is being friendly and kind and including everybody. That's the best part about Boy Scouts is everybody was welcome in it. And so I, I was, a, I was so close to mailing in my Eagle Scout patch. Uh, Cause a lot of people were doing that in protest where they're sending their Eagle Scout um, honors back. Uh-huh. And I was so close to doing it. And then they're like, okay, we'll reverse our thing. So I didn't have to do it, but I was, was going to, and I felt bad about it. I felt bad for not doing it. Sooner. Good for you for having that moral fiber, moral fiber as a young kid. Good for well, you. It's just a, it's such. No, this is as an adult. Um, oh yeah, that happened. Kid, I I was not as as fortitude. I was very homophobic and xenophobic and all that stuff. Yeah, we we were still kind of growing up in the time where it was still acceptable like that. Uh, uh, up up until about when you and I had graduated college by the, or graduated high school by the time it started to shift in terms of culture in America. Those are my biggest regrets is not understanding who I was hurting. Yeah, uh, but you also can't like you also can't dwell on it too much because it was a different time and and we're all different. I had even as a gay person I had so much internalized homophobia. That's what my fiance helped me see being raised Christian and and uh and with like Republican politics for so much of my life, it, it was easy to explain things away where it was not beneficial to me to do that. So it took a lot of rewiring on my part to to really come to terms with it. And uh, you don't like hearing it at first when someone says you have internalized homophobia, you instantly go on the defensive. Mm-hmm. At least I do. But I, yeah. uh, I w- he was right, you know, so. Well, I cried this week. I was listening to. Um, oh, my God, it was. Do you believe in magic by the spoonful? Do you believe in magic? I don't know why. Something It just made you cry? Did you feel it that did. fuzzy nostalgia for a time you never got to experience? That's what oldies do to that, me. Yeah, I, I, the oldies always kind of... Because every song, I think, is about my wife or my kid. Uh, you know, they had to have written that. You know, it's like, do you believe in, in a young girl's heart? When the music can move it. Whenever, Whenever it, starts, it starts. And it's magic. And it's magic. <laughs> yeah. I love I, oldies. I, Good for you. I, I just felt I just felt was feeling nostalgic. I talked to my parents um recently and they you know, they did something really neat for me. They they cashed in a bond that had matured and paid off a large portion of my student loans. And so they they removed a large payment for me and kind of freed up some of our finances. Oh, that's that was, great. 
you know, that was just it was just pretty heartwarming. And yeah, been, they're just really taking care of me. So I was pretty excited to talk to them the other day. That's good. I'm glad they get to know my daughter, which is awesome. So Absolutely. That Absolutely. got me a little verklempt. Verklempt. Good for you. Good for you. What uh, made you cry? Uh, nothing really made me cry this week, but what made me kind of emotional was just how much I love my dogs. Uh, I honestly, I don't think 2020 would have, would have been easier to get through without them. I, I just love them so much and they bring me so much joy. Like as soon as I get off work, I just can't wait to go home and let them out and hang out with them. And, and, uh, it's also, it's funny when my fiance wanted to get initially our pit bull and then the next puppy we got after that i was kind of upset about it because i thought it was going to alter our life and it has like we don't really have a life it's pretty much them when we're not at work because they have to spend time in the kennels when we're at work but i just love them so much and i just can't imagine life without them i they're i'm just crazy about them so well i love you buddy i love you too and to those of you listening never be afraid to cry and And please like and subscribe if you've enjoyed yeah. this podcast. We sure enjoy making it for you. So if you if you like this podcast, please tell someone about it. That's it would really help us yes. out. And leave a review if you can. Absolutely, we we'd appreciate. Have a good that. day, and uh, yeah, don't forget to find out what find something that makes you cry today. You find something that makes you cry and enjoy it. Damn it! Yeah, in a good way. <laughs> in a good way. All right. All right. Thank you. Nice to see you, buddy. Nice to see you, my friend. Have a great one. Thanks for listening to the Town Crier Podcast. Please like, subscribe, and find us on Facebook and whatnot. We'll have episodes for you next week.